Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from Studio B, right here at the headquarters of the Saints and Pelicans in Metairie. I'm Sean Kelly, and we are set to go here on this Wednesday. The Saints are back to work today. OTAs continue here on campus, and uh, the media will be around today. So I'm sure we'll hear uh, some news, uh, you know, the news that you can get from OTAs. But we'll get to hear, of course, from head coach Sean Payton and several of the players, too. And we want you, of course, to uh, go right to NewOrleansSaints.com later today to get a good dose of coverage of that. John DeShazer will be leading the way, and uh, there will be certainly plenty to digest here in this uh, final week of OTAs before minicamp. Uh, fires up next week. It's open to the public, and uh, we'll encourage you to come on out here to Airline Drive and catch the Saints uh, working out next week. So, again, NewOrleansSaints.com as the day progresses with coverage of the Saints uh, and uh, OTA organized team activities uh, here on Airline Drive. NBA Finals uh, goes 2-1 now to the Cleveland Cavaliers. What a thriller again last night. And that's three great games in a row now in these NBA Finals, and LeBron James has been unbelievable. He has scored now 123 points, 123 points through the first three games. That's the most ever in the first three games of the NBA Finals in that uh, series history. So he has been spectacular, and uh, really his uh, mental approach to the series has been uh, most impressive to me. He's gotten that help, though, from Matthew Della Vadova, and uh, a very gritty Cleveland ball club uh, has the momentum right now in the series. We'll talk about the NBA Finals here today with Mike Breen. He's the play-by-play voice that you hear on ABC as uh, the NBA Finals uh, come across your television. He's been with us before, but we're really, really lucky and thrilled to have him here on the Black and Blue Report right in the middle of the NBA Finals. We'll also ask Mike about the uh, Alvin Gentry hire for the New Orleans Pelicans on today's broadcast as well. And then after that, we'll uh, continue our Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame series with uh, Leonard Smith today, the McNeese State All-American, uh, four-time Super Bowl participant with the Buffalo Bills and draftee of the St. Louis, then Phoenix Cardinals. Uh, we got the chance to catch up with him, and uh, he is so looking forward to his induction into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame Later this month, I want to share that visit with you today here on the Black and Blue Report as well. So a great Wednesday planned. We're set to go. We'll take our first time out, and then we'll jump into our NBA conversation with Mike Breen right after this. 
At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new nutty super grain vegan smoothie made with almond milk, Sun Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Do you have all the right moves to be a member of the hottest dance team in the NBA? The Pelicans dance team is having open auditions for their 2015-16 squad, and you're invited to try out. Audition prep classes are starting soon, with open auditions happening Saturday, June 13th at the New Orleans Pelicans practice facility on Airline Drive in Metairie. Get details on these prep classes, open auditions, and full Pelicans dance team coverage now at pelicans.com. We're talking NBA playoffs on the Black and Blue Report. Well, our next guest had a fantastic tie working last night, and he continues to entertain with a fantastic call of the NBA Finals on ABC. That's the lead voice, and that's Mike Breen, who's been with us before, and we're certainly thrilled to have him back following uh, Game 3 last night in Cleveland. Michael, good morning, and uh, great job as always. We're really loving your work so far. Thanks, Sean. Sign me up for four more games, and I'll be a very happy person. Well, I have a feeling you're going to have to work four more. This has been a fantastic start to the NBA Finals, and while it's 2-1 Cleveland, I'm not so sure that you're not too far off in saying this goes all the way to seven. Yeah, that's the way it looks. I mean, although Cleveland is is, is clearly um, grabbing the momentum, and with a home game coming up, the place is going to be crazy, but... You know, Golden State has bounced back before. They did it a couple of series ago against Memphis. They were down 2-1. to one. People were starting to question them. They're on the road, and they had one of their best games of the season. So I expect them to come out, especially the way Curry finished off. Seth Curry's been struggling uh, the last two games. But he finished so strong, I think maybe he, he, he found a little bit of rhythm that he, he and they desperately need. No doubt. Hey, let me start with LeBron James here. I have always, Michael, uh, marveled at his, at his physical abilities Maybe, though, truly have never appreciated his mental approach to the game of basketball, and that has just floored me here so far in what I'm watching this postseason. Um, if I've just been missing out, or is this something new for him? No, you know, it's, it's the, the natural progression. But you took the natural progression of, you know, experience and knowledge of the game added to, you know, all-world athleticism, you know, just fantastic skills, and you have one of the most complete players that's ever played. And he's got this determination to bring this title back to this city. Um, That's the thing that I I think is so different. Not that he didn't have the determination before, and obviously especially before he won his first one, but there's something else in him. Uh, You know, he seems to so embrace this leadership role that has been cast upon him, and rightfully so. Um, but I don't know if I've ever seen him so determined and focused right now, and especially knowing what a championship would do for the city and would do for his, you know, I, I don't want to use the word legacy, I, I hate that, for his resume, because um, taking a team that's had so many key injuries like this and perhaps winning a title would be one of the great accomplishments in the history of the league. He's not doing it by himself either, is he, Mike? No, I'm not exactly the expected guys. Um you know how it is, Sean. Every every playoffs, there's one or two guys on teams that advance that you don't expect. That just they're not afraid of the big moment. And and this kid Delavadova has just been phenomenal. Um, I think the team has rallied around being this this counted out underdog. 
once Kyrie Irving went down, it was incredible how many people were saying uh, it might be a sweep, five games the most. And this team has used it as motivation, and they seem to really relish being these bunch of, as LeBron and uh, James calls them, these bunch of guys called the, the grit squad. And uh, it's really fun to watch uh, just how hard they're playing every minute. Now, Della Vidola took its toll um, as he was in the hospital overnight. I think he's being released this morning. Uh, but he has been just incredible. Is there anybody else, uh, Mike, on that Cleveland roster that that can – join Della Vadova as a quote-unquote surprise or that may have to have a larger role as this thing progresses now into game four or five and, and so on? Yeah, Sean, I think, I think you hit the key for them. Is they need another score. Um, and J.R. Smith is the likely candidate. You just never know. Now, he might come out and get 25 tomorrow. He also could shoot three for 15. So that's, that's going to be the problem for him. They need another score who's going to come in and, and give them at least a little punch because so, – you're going to wear down everybody. Even LeBron James, you wonder, can he keep at this pace? Uh, can he keep at this this type of activity? Uh, I know he's in great shape. I know there's only four more games at most left, uh, but you wonder how much everybody's going to be worn down by playing so many minutes at this uh, ferocious uh, uh, type of tone that they're playing. Mike Breen, the lead voice of the NBA on ESPN and ABC, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Mike, give me the give me the uh, the new storyline here for Golden State. What's next here for the Western Conference champs? Well, they've got to get some scoring up front. Um, Draymond Green, you know, he, he fills the stat sheet, but his offense has been so sporadic. And Harrison Barnes, who's had a couple of really rough shooting games, and they've had good looks. They've got to get some, some better play from up front. Uh, Mozgov dominated a couple of games. Bogut has been, at times, um, invisible, and they need help. Clay Thompson has done okay. Obviously, Curry, as we said, found a little bit of a rhythm, but they've got to get a little help up front, and, and Green and Barnes are the main guys that, that have to give them a little more punch. It's still early, just 2-1, but uh, you know the, the series in itself, no matter who wins, Mike, give me give me a gauge of, of how you feel this series serves our game, um, whether it be the two superstars, uh, the two markets involved. What, what what about it will, in the long run, perhaps help us all collectively move to another level? Well, Golden State is is such an enjoyable team to watch. Yes, they have the MVP, but they've they've been such a a, a fun team to watch uh, from an aesthetic standpoint in terms of ball movement, unselfish play playing at both ends of the floor. Um, it's just it's just a fun brand of basketball, and it's a team brand of basketball. Whereas Cleveland, we still love our stars, whether you, you are a crazy LeBron fan or you're one of those that for some crazy reason you don't like them. Um, and it, that brings out the fans as well. So in terms of popularity, uh, I think it, it just, for the, the hardcore basketball fan, it's a great series. And I think the casual fan would really enjoy it, maybe get hooked a little bit more, and that's always good for us. As you're driving the car from the play-by-play chair, can you give us any insight as to how your uh, your broadcast uh, cohorts, uh, Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy, are handling this uh, series? Uh, they they love it, you know, because they're both uh, just so competitive, and they love the strategy and the back and forth from the series. So they're having they're having a blast, and I'm uh, I'm absolutely loving sitting next to them. You know, and that's the thing you, that comes across on the air, Mike. The the chemistry between the three of you, and uh, a lot of I think a lot of folks. And I may be getting into a little shop talk here, but a lot of folks might shy away from a three-man broadcast booth. But with those two guys uh, and the way that you, uh, your style, this this just seems to just 
work effortlessly without a, a whole lot of, uh, I guess, uh, mechanical work that has to go into it. Well, the key, Sean, is those those two guys. They not only um, really like each other; they've known each other for twenty five years. We all have, but they respect each other, and there's no fight for airtime. Uh, they both can disagree without the other guy getting his feelings hurt. Uh, they both like to needle each other. Um, and when you have two analysts like that, that's where the three-man booth works because there's no, uh, there's no competition there. They're just enjoying being with each other and talking basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I know you've known Alvin Gentry for a long time, Mike. Uh, your thoughts on Alvin Gentry after the NBA Finals here becoming the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans? One of the, one of the really fun guys of the NBA um, – loves i mean loves basketball that sounds like a silly thing to say about somebody who plays a coach but you know sean sometimes it's it's not the case it's more of a job with him it's his passion he's loved it ever since he was a, a player um and although you know he didn't play in the nba he, he's been playing basketball his whole life and now coaching it uh really relates to people the ultimate people person i'm so happy to see him get an opportunity um to coach a team especially a team on the rise what will anthony davis look like under a guy like alvin gentry <laughs> he's, he's uh, I think, uh, I, I'm, this is not a shot at Alvin by any means, but I think if you and I uh, coached Anthony Davis, it'd still be pretty incredible. But having an experienced veteran guy who has coached some great players, uh, I think is going to help. And the fact that uh, Davis is so coachable and, um, you know, has such high character is just going to add to it. No doubt, no doubt. Back to work tomorrow. I'm sure you'll be working today as well. We are very much enjoying your work throughout these NBA Finals. Mike, I hope that you're enjoying the games as much as we think you are. No, there's no question about that, Sean. Thanks, bud. You bet. Mike Breen, lead voice on ABC's coverage of the NBA Finals with us here on the Black and Blue Report. For fast relief coffee. The heat is here, and Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating is ready for action. Keefe's is South Louisiana's AC replacement specialists. When you're ready for a new high-efficiency, money-saving air condition unit, call us. And as always, call Keefe's, and we'll get you cool in three hours or less. Guaranteed. Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keefe's. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Well, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We continue our Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame series this morning with the guy that, um, with a guy that I had a poster of on my wall growing up in St. Louis, and that, of course, is the pride of McNeese State and Baton Rouge too. That's uh, that's Leonard Smith. Leonard Smith will be inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame later on this month. Leonard, congratulations, well deserved. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Man, I had some great posters of some of those early 80s Cardinals on my wall growing up in St. Louis, and um, that draft must have been awfully special for you after an outstanding career at McNeese State. Most definitely, and um, this is past year. I've heard more about our outstanding draft than a little bit. They did the 30-30 special 
with um, Dan Marino and Elway and, you know, mm-hmm. being a part of that class. Um, you see your name mentioned. You see your name being called. And um, so it's been an honor to say that that's one of the best classes ever in the National Football League. But, yes, I'm a t- part of that. Yep, long time ago you were inducted into the McNeese Hall of Fame and then just a short time ago the College Football Hall of Fame. Now, though, for a native of Baton Rouge, uh, your induction later this month into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. What does that honor say to you or mean to you and your family? Well, it's a great honor. And, you know, being raised in Baton Rouge, a native here, um, and have come back and still have a home here and also in New York. But um, it's a great honor that will live on for sure, and that's the main thing, uh, being recognized with so many outstanding people from here in Louisiana in the sports world. Um, it's a great honor. Um, can't say enough good things about it. Um, the Hall took me in this past December, um, the College Football Hall of Fame, and at the same time I was being recognized here for the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. So, you know, it's kind of pinch yourself, but being thankful and blessed that I did enough things properly and well enough that uh, I'm recognized and still will be recognized even after the days is over with for me here, but I'm blessed. Leonard, can you still run that 4-4-40? No, that, that day is kind of gone. I kind of banged up that knee a little bit going into um, one of our four runs at the Super Bowl, and so, no, I'm just an average Leonard now. You have great stories to tell. I mean, uh, you know, dating back even to high school as a linebacker, and then I know there were a lot of schools that were looking at you. You end up at McNeese State. You made the most of that. You made your most of your time earlier in your NFL career. And then, and then as you mentioned with the Buffalo Bills, um, do you look back fondly on those runs at the Super Bowl, or do you? Or is there something still that is um, hanging out there for you with regard to the way the whole thing ended? Well, you know, you always look back on the beginning and you truly would have liked to one one with the team you started with. Um, I used to be so jealous of friends that was that I played college ball with as well as grew up with and friends I had met along the way that was, you know, they were in the playoffs come December, you know, in going into January. And I had already started my next year workout plan. So it was a little bit of a jealousy there, but, um, you know, playing hard, doing the things you need to do, um, you know, so that was the biggest thing, not making it happen with the Cardinals, even though later on, after I had left, the Cardinals made a run at the Super Bowl, but that was much, much later. So I was blessed to be traded, didn't want to be traded when we were there in Phoenix, and um, got to Buffalo, and that's when... I guess the skies actually open up, not just with snow, but with the sunshine and the opportunity of being in the playoffs every year that I was there from that trade date back in 88. So um, I don't have anything to look back on and regret. Yes, I, I wish to play a lot longer than I played, you know, because of a knee injury. But um, I am truly blessed. You know, I, I went to the show. And, you know, that's the main thing most guys want to do is get to the Super Bowl. You know, yes, it would have been a pleasure to win one of them. But um, no one can take those four runs away from us, being a part of them, being on the field with them. So your name being mentioned in front of millions of people where it's being broadcast all over the world, you know, the Super Bowl is that Sunday that everybody sees you. So, um, no, I'm blessed. A win would have been 
outstanding. But um, everything else in my career, from going from McNeese to the pros and other schools out there, you know, if I had to do it all over again and and things would come a little differently and I had to choose McNeese, I would do it again because it's been the best thing that could have happened to me in my career. We mentioned your speed earlier, Leonard, and I know that you were a, an extremely physical player. Um, it was just last week that I visited with uh, New Saints defensive back Brandon Browner, and I couldn't get over how big of an individual he is. I know that position has changed you know, over the years, um, but what's different and what's still the same about defensive backs in the NFL? Well, it, it always is going to revolve around speed. If you don't have the speed, you know, um, that's the tough thing. But now the guys are coming out there much, much bigger. Um, workout programs are a lot more better. Um, but in the long run, it still comes down to one-on-one at times, a great pass rush. But the biggest thing is, can you cover? Um, you know, I came out as a corner wind-up going to safety, but played like a corner most of my career anyway because I had to come down and play the third receiver or or the fourth receiver. Most times with the Cardinals, with no help and no pass rush. So, you know, you're on that island. Everybody talks about Reba's Island, but those years with the Cardinals, everybody was on the island and you was fighting for your life. But biggest thing is the guys coming out now, their opportunities from school have made them already ready for the transition. Um Coming in earlier, yeah, you've seen the, your, your normal set of two wide receivers, one tight end, and two backs. Now you've seen it as what we used to run in Buffalo, the K-gun, you know, uh, what Houston used to run. Um, you know, everything's speeded up. So biggest thing is, you know, believing in what your film study is showing you, believing in your talent, because when you're one-on-one in the secondary, <laughs> when you get beat, it really stands out. You don't see the lineman didn't get to the quarterback to, to rush him hard and make him throw the ball up, but you do see the DBs when they get beat, though. So yeah. um, nothing has changed other than guys have gotten a lot bigger. Yes, they have gotten faster, but it's still that confidence in yourself and being able to play that one-on-one and getting the job done. And now being physical has kind of been eliminated a little bit because the direction of the head injuries – have kind of pulled guys back. So guys that wouldn't run across the middle, they feel probably to go across the middle now. But every now and then you still need to ring their bell and let them know, this isn't recess. Don't come through here anymore. <laughs> now, Leonard, have you gone quietly into retirement over the last decade or so, too? Uh, or do you find yourself still trying to bring young players along and, and teaching uh, others about your experiences? Yes. I, you know, I was I, at one point I was – doing a lot of training with kids, you know, technique, form of running, backpedaling, positioning. Um, Now I'm kind of backed up a little bit and just enjoying the guys, but um, so many friends, you know, that I know, LSU, McNeese, and all over the country, um, they put on camps, and it's a great opportunity to get with young kids when they're real early in their career you know, to give them a little bit of a background on things that they need to learn how to do and and work on those things all the time, and it just makes you a much better player. Because um, it still comes down to being able to backpedal elusive hips and believing in what you're seeing. You know, a lot of guys want to play now. Uh, they play a clue. 
You know, they don't even backpedal. They turn now and just start running sideways looking back at the quarterback. You know, but back in the day, real defensive backs had to backpedal and backpedal at the speed of most receivers running forward. And then they would open up your hips and run and still cover. But um, those techniques haven't left the game, but it's, it's not being concentrated on as much as it used to because of the different types of defenses that are being played. Um, but it still comes down to one thing. Can you cover and run? Hall of Famer Leonard Smith with us here on the Black and Blue Report. All right, Leonard, let me know here. You're a, you're a Louisiana guy, which means I know that you know how to uh, celebrate just about everything. So what are the plans here uh, surrounding the induction ceremonies later this month? Well, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity, you know, for family and friends that wasn't able to make it to New York this past December. Um, and then the weather is the biggest thing that's going to make everything pleasant. And so a lot will be able to attend the events that are going to be taking place. Uh, and I'm happy for that and happy for the ones that's going to be coming. Um, I have a, one of my best friends that we see eye to eye every day, Eugene Daniels. Um, we play golf. We see each other. We, we're like brothers, and we've been that way since um, middle school. And um, that was one of those jealous things I was saying earlier. He was with the Colts making it to the playoffs, and I was with the Cardinals and wasn't doing anything but setting up my, my workout plan. So a lot of friends from high school, middle school, is um, being a part of it and um, being recognized for what I've done in my past. But a lot of that was with those guys playing. So we're just going to enjoy it. I'm enjoying it with friends and family, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Now, I'm told that you like to tinker with a car now and again. You got a special one you've been working on here of late, Leonard? I got a um, 28 Pontiac um, that I'm working on right now, convertible. This is a car that came with uh, wooden wheels. (laughs) And I've um, actually chopped the top off of it and made it a convertible and actually turned it into a street rod. I didn't want to go back completely like it was when it left the factory. So antiques is one of my hobbies. Um, Harley's is one of my hobbies. So anything with speed, I guess, and looking good is one of my things. But, yeah, that's my project right now, dealing with uh, my 1928 Pontiac. How fitting, how fitting. Well, Leonard, congratulations, and uh, we wish you all the best later this month. It's certainly a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, again, going back to my childhood, I don't want to date either one of us here, but uh, <laughs> this is this has been a treat, to say the least. And uh, congratulations from all of us here over at the New Orleans Saints. It's an honor speaking with you this morning and to your listeners as well. Uh, thank you for putting me and appreciating me on your show this day. And I look forward to seeing you soon, late on this month. Yes, sir. Leonard Smith with us here on the Black and Blue, Blue Report. We'll be right back. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. 
I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir? I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. It's been a lot of fun here on this Wednesday. So glad you could be with us. We were, again, uh, thrilled and thankful to have Mike Perrine uh, from the NBA on ABC uh, breaking down what has been just a spectacular NBA Finals for us. Good thoughts, too, on Alvin Gentry, who will be uh, arriving here soon enough this month to uh, take over as the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. And a very enjoyable visit for me and hopefully for you as well with uh, soon-to-be Louisiana Sports Hall of Famer Leonard Smith. I want to thank Fred Ruckert. He's been in Studio B with us this week. He's been a huge help, and uh, we uh, will look forward to seeing him again tomorrow right there in that chair across from me, and we'll look forward to seeing you as well for the Thursday edition. We'll have plenty of New Orleans Saints coverage tomorrow. Again, that coverage begins for us today on NewOrleansSaints.com as the uh, black and gold continue OTAs uh, here today and then again tomorrow to wrap things up before uh, the mini camp, which is open to you uh, starting next week, and details on that also at NewOrleansSaints.com. All right, everybody have a great rest of your Wednesday, and uh, we'll see you right back here tomorrow for No Appointment Radio, the uh, podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.